Good evening, and welcome back to Anything But Boring with Deutimus Maximus. Tonight's episode is called Black Lives Matter, which is an obvious subject and topic of the things that are happening in the world today, which are very important. They're pointing out the police brutality. But before we go any further, my thoughts and prayers go out to all of the family members of George Floyd who had to put their family member to rest today. It was a very beautiful funeral. I caught it on the news and saw, uh, went online and saw the rest of it. It was a beautiful funeral. The way they held him up over the crowd when they took him out of the chapel was very befitting of uh, a hero, but more of a legend now. He's the person who will forever be known is the one who brought this racism and police brutality to a head. This is the stuff that needs to stop. When police uh, do this kind of brutality, and now they all wear those police cams and stuff, I don't know how they think they can hide it. And especially when everybody, if there's a crowd around, everybody's got cell phones, they're videoing it. I don't know how you feel like you could be so above reproach of the law that you feel like you could actually target and hunt black people, African-Americans, people of African-American descent. I don't understand what's going on. This is like a subject that is uh, needs to be brought out like hundreds of years ago, but it's just not being brought out. And since I've recently started doing this podcast um, at the end of last year, I think that this is something I need to speak on. Although I could never feel the same pain that you do or the same apprehensiveness that you do, my own brother feels like he needs to be looking out over his shoulder all the time and cannot live a relaxed life due to this type of apprehension and disturbance in the country that is being stirred up right now. It just doesn't make sense. It's been going on for years. I mean, there's George Floyd is the one who brought this to a head, but there were other people involved along the way. The Reverend Al Sharpton brought that out at the funeral today. Um, This is senseless. This is the type of thing that where we need some sort of community relations in order to make sure that we get these people that feel like when they signed up for the badge in the uniform that they got to be able to just beat the crap out of people and even target certain people or profile, so to speak. That's exactly what's going on here. There is some profiling going on here. And because of the profiling, there's like, I don't know, it seems like a target on the African-American men, especially head. Um, it just is unnecessary, just doesn't need to happen nor exist. Why can't we all treat each other like we want to treat each other? The golden rule, I treat you like I want to be treated. The police have no idea of this. It's like when they filled out the application to become a police officer, um, there was a box there that they could check that says, beat the crap out of African-American men. And that's just totally not the way it should be. Because there wasn't that on the application. That's the point I'm trying to make here. You feel like you have this above the law mentality that you could go ahead and just target and profile and beat the crap out of people and shoot them. You, you're killing people. 
there's no need for it. George Floyd, but God rest his soul, is the one that brought this to light. And it just, I just cannot express how unnecessary it is and how unnecessary it needs to be. I wasn't raised like this. I was raised in a town where there was military. There was military on the mountain, at the foot of the mountain. There was military in the city. There was military to the east. There was military to the north. All branches of military. There was even a little lake there that had a naval branch of military there. It was a conglomeration of people from all over the world. I mean, it was no big deal to, you know, see everybody from around the world. And it wasn't a matter of color, race, creed, kind, religion, anything like that. It was just people were people back then. It was way before all of this uh, technology had come out. But this technology was necessary in order to bring this racism thing to a head. This racism thing by the police has really got to suck. It's got to stop. The thing that really sucks about it is there's racism in the general population. You have people that are not open-minded doing these things that are horrendous and only, how can I say this? <laughs> it should not have even happened to begin with. I just don't understand where these people come from and what is their mentality to make them go ahead and think that they can just take a man's life through the color of his skin or because they're scared of the color of a man's skin. I've had my own confrontations with police, which when I was talking to my brother this morning, he brought out the fact that uh, there are some good police officers out there, but the rest, there's some, I say the rest are, that is a terrible thing to say. There are some demons among the good police. I am the type of person that says, shout out to police officers and first responders. Um, I've had my own bad experiences with them because of the demons that were in my uh, deceased wife's family. But let's talk about the people that were there at the George Floyd incident that day, that Derek Chauvin, that Tu Tau. I mean, the other two officers were brand new officers on the force, but the combination of the four seemed like demons. They could have stopped it. Any one of the four could have stopped it. As a person in the public, you can't just bum rush an officer and knock him off there without either being shot or arrested. But the other three officers other than Derek Chauvin had a chance to do that because they're equals, they're peers. There may have been senior officers and junior officers involved, but the whole of the situation, the bigger picture, it could have been stopped, but yet it wasn't. And that's the reason I'm broadcasting this tonight and saying that black lives matter. I worry when my own brother like says that he has to worry and that's not, that's not right. It's just not right. So a few people out there, I'm going to share a couple of my experiences because Although I'm, I am not a black man and I admit that, I still say that Black Lives Matter only because I've seen this crap going on for too long and other people like to overlook it. And every time I say something, <clears throat> other people are like, why are you saying that? And I said, because it's important to me. It should be important to everybody. People are being targeted. People are basically being hunted down. And that is not America. That is not America. That's not the way that things should happen. I just, I don't get it. Okay, here's a couple of my experiences with the police. As you know, I live in a area 
in a little town. And I moved out here because my wife couldn't handle the stress of the city anymore. Her condition got worse, 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 worse. And then eventually she passed away from something that wasn't even a uh, problem that initially started with her. But she had children. The children were not right. They were left in, in an evil way. In a let's put a wedge in between you and your wife's relationship way. Uh, when the whole reason for us to move out here was to get away from those kind of problems, but yet it happened. And once they started gravitating towards here and eventually moved to town, they eventually moved to the house and then the drama and jackassery began and then the police were called. I had never had the police here until they called them. And there were several incidents when I had them call the police and always in the end, I was the one who ended up looking bad. I, I got arrested one time and I didn't get charged with any charges. I had to spend a night in jail, but I did not. No charges were pressed on me. It was because of the way the situation went down. And when I had separated myself from the problem, when everything went out on the front porch, I was the first person they encountered and boom, the story that they said didn't match the story that I said, because I'm one person with no relatives. She was a mom who had the cancer and the cancer was already going through her body, even though we didn't know it at that point. And she was kind of listening to the, the left people who did not even try to be right. So anyway, nonetheless, I've got out of that situation. No prior, no charges were pressed, no jail time, no nothing, but it was just an encounter with the police. That was a bad deal because it was undeserved. Nothing like what the Black Lives Matter is thing about. All I'm saying is that I've had several rogue experiences with rogue cops myself and did not appreciate it, but I have not been shot at. I have not, well, I, they, behind hands behind my back or whatever, but did because I cooperated, they didn't throw me on the ground or anything like that, but I got lucky. But you're not that lucky. You're not that lucky. Things like this are happening to you every day. You may have just run a stop sign or something simple and pull over. Next thing you know, they have guns drawn on you and you get slammed on the ground, cuffed, and then the knee is on your neck. I cannot say how bad I feel for you. That is not right. It is unnecessary. It's not America. It's not the way that we should be living. It pisses me off to the greatest extent. It makes me wonder what I can do in a positive way in order to get something like that rectified. Even though people for years have been protesting and trying to get rectified, there's got to be a simpler solution in order to get positive results. The whole divide in the nation right now is causing the bigger piece of this. But these police are overreacting. They're showing up on scenes and drawing, you know, six and eight at a time, drawing their guns, willing to pull that trigger at any second for the minorest offense, if it is an African-American man. I feel bad for you. I, I wish I could do more. I wish I had like bulletproof vests and bulletproof helmets. I mean, all this stuff has been recognized for years, but has just only been brought to the forefront only because one man, it was caught on video camera of his neck being pressed down for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Totally unnecessary. I don't get it, man. 
why as a cop, if you felt like you had a badge and a uniform, would you want to exercise that kind of authority on somebody who already was down and giving up and said he couldn't breathe? I don't get it, man. It's just, it sounds ludicrous to me. I just, but I, I'm more of a homebody because when I was younger, I used to be a wildcat, but now that I'm older, I realize that for me, the best thing to do is to hang around the house, but not everybody can do that. My own bra says that he has to teach his son, who's, I think, almost 13. He's 13 or almost 14. He's a teenager. About these types of things in order to what? To watch out for and what not to do. And sometimes even that dad, advice from his own dad may not save him only because these cats with a badge and a uniform feel like they can run around and pull their guns and have a hair trigger finger. It's totally, totally unnecessary. As somebody who was raised around a melting pot of people, I never really saw color, man. I always saw people, you know, whether they were real, uh, whether they were the type of people who um, you needed to watch out for, the type of people that pissed you off, the type of people that made you happy. You know, females, I never saw color, man. All I saw were personalities and, you know, humorous events, people who liked what you like, everything. It wasn't no big deal. <clears throat> and then once I moved down here to Oklahoma, it's, it's unusual now. And then especially with the divide in the country right now, that is the most important thing. The divide in the country is all of a sudden giving somebody with a badge and uniform the right to stand up, pull their gun, and shoot somebody six times on the highway. So instead of having like mental awareness training or anything like that, and having to do with people that have that many moving parts and issues and stuff like that, I think there needs to be more resolve like that. But the most important thing, the most important thing is that black lives matter and that racism needs to cease to exist. We don't need to see color. We need to see people. There are all kinds of people in this world. There are people that are successful. So on a brighter note, I'd like to bring up something else that happened today, June 9th, 2020. Four-star general, uh, Charles Q. Brown Jr. was approved 98 to nothing in a confirmation to Air Force's chief of staff. He's the second man of color to obtain a position like this. And so now he is the top person in the Air Force, the person who says yay, nay, all that type of stuff. He's had an illustrious military career. Here's a cat that's been around since 1985 when he graduated Texas Tech University with a civil engineering degree. Anyway, if I'm not mistaken, it was a master's degree. He is that since 1985, he started out as a second lieutenant. He has obtained several honors. <clears throat> And he has uh, won several things like, let's say these medals that he's won. In his career, he's won the Defense Distinguished Service Medal. He's also won the Legion of Merit Medal, the Defense Superior Service Medal, and a Bronze Star. He did graduate in 1985 with a civil engineering degree. It was a bachelor's degree. And then he moved on to a master's degree. It, it, from Texas Tech University. 
This guy was named a top, a top distinguished alumni by Texas Tech in the 2000s era. He's got more than 2,900 flight hours, including 1,300 combat hours. Here's somebody that's worked hard and earned his way and made it to the top and showed he had the right stuff. Somebody that is a positive example that other people may be able to learn from if you just, you know, get a hold of this cat and just do a little research. Um, he's flown 17 different aircraft, aircraft including F-16s, the K-135 air refueler type of planes, and B-2 bombers. That is impressive. That is impressive. He was appointed today, and the president even gave him compliments on Twitter. But the bottom line is he spoke today and gave a speech that spoke upon the type of racial issues that are happening in, in the world today. It was, it was talking about racism in America. He said he's full of emotion, and not only for George Floyd, but for the many African Americans that have suffered the fate of George Floyd. Think about those words, the many African Americans who have suffered the fate of George Floyd. He also said that he's uh, thinking about protests in his country, tis of thee, the sweet land of liberty, the equality expressed in our Constitution and Declaration of Independence that he has sworn his adult life to support and defend. He also said, I'm thinking about a history of racial issues and my own experiences that didn't always sing of liberty and equality. To you, four-star general Charles Q. Brown Jr., I say respect. I say respect, peace, and blessings to you. You are the type of people who make this country strong and other people, whatever color they may be, need to take an example of the lesson that you set. You're somebody of the highest caliber of education that applied yourself and kept going, worked your way up for 45 years and made it to a four-star general and the chief of staff of the Air Force. To you, I salute you. I'm not military in any way, shape, form, or form or fashion, but I have my hand over my heart for you, sir. I'm going to go ahead and close the episode out on that. I just wanted to leave a little positive message that there are other good things coming of this world. Important people are being put in important positions and that we need to uh, really listen to your heart. But the police officers who are doing this police brutality, stop. Stop. This is unnecessary. We don't need this. It's, it's out of control. So for the rest of you, once again, I'm going to close this episode. As always, um, there's never anything boring with Deutimus Maximus, so please remember that Black Lives Matter.